Well, good afternoon and welcome. Happy Sunday. Here we are with Weightless with Dr. Carol. I am truly excited to welcome you to the episode today hosted by yours truly, this exciting 10-part series now in season 10 presented by Penn Global Visions and our incredible team of super friends as we explore what it means to be weightless, the world of weight loss, weight loss, maintenance, aging in reverse, heart health, optimizing health, and well-being. So we are excited to be here today. And today's episode of Weightless with Dr. Carol addresses the medicine of self-expression and creativity. And our special guest, the artist Faye Sutton. So sit tight. We will be right back. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. But first, we'll hear our wonderful theme song by Kenny Brazil Hamilton. Weightless, weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. Courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing. Weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Yes, Weightless with Dr. Carol Penn is brought to you by Penn Global Visions, Penn Global Medical Group, and the Tocito Connection. We'd like to thank you for supporting this program and for joining us this afternoon. We invite you to listen to podcasts of all of our previous shows at anchor.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you normally view, listen to your podcast as well as videos on YouTube. So now let's return to Dr. Carol and her super friend guest. Thank you again. Oh, thank you. So wonderful to hear from our sponsors. Thank you to our amazing production team. Ah, so yes, let's go on, sit back and relax and get ready to meet today's super friend and special guest. So you know what I like to do. I like to bring our guests on camera so they can see and feel and hear the accolades of their life shared back with them, read back to them, and and we can kind of pick up their 
wonderful vibe at the same time. So without further ado, let us welcome Faye Sutton. Yes, yes, yes. So Faye shares with us, she says, I'm a self-taught artist who started painting after my mother passed away in 2005. I was so distraught over her death that I needed to find a way to channel my grief. So I purchased a canvas and paint and started to create my feelings on canvas. It was very therapeutic for me. However, prior to this, I was always involved in the arts. I gave numerous art exhibits showcasing the works of nationally renowned artists at various venues in the state of Delaware. I also owned an art gallery that I opened with my husband in the late 90s. This was during the evolution of African-American art in this era. Even though I come from a corporate background, having retired from J.P. Morgan Chase in 2019. I've always been extremely fascinated by the visual arts. I just didn't realize how much I would come to depend on it as a way to channel my grief until my husband passed away six months ago. His death caused insurmountable pain, and even though I'm still mourning his passing, just being able to ease my pain a little with the stroke of a paintbrush kind of put me in a place of peace. So welcome, Faye. Thank you, Dr. Carol. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, wonderful. I believe I have a little video clip that I can share with everyone of your art. So I'm going to go ahead and try to share that right now. Let's take a look. Okay. Thank you for showing that. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. And yes, your um oh, how you express yourself on canvas is so incredibly magical. I know I have a beautiful painting of yours. When I, I, I met you at the celebration, the one year anniversary of Tessie in in Delaware and was so captivated with what you were sharing there as a, as a fellow vendor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we connected there and you shared yeah. uh, your journey. So you could, could you take us a little bit into that journey now, how, in and through your your grief, you're really transforming your life, and how this mm-hmm. is going to be transformative in your artwork. You know, um, 
it's pretty amazing what you can do when you try to alleviate pain. Um, like I said in my bio, my mother had Alzheimer's and she began to get very ill and it was only a matter of time um, that she left us. However, knowing that and it actually happening, you're not prepared. And that was the first person that I've had that was so close to me that passed away. And I didn't know what to do. I think I cried 24 hours a day. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to walk, but I was working and I was almost like uh, a robot at work. You know, it was, it was just not a good place I was in. So uh, having said that, I've always appreciated the visual arts. And prior to my mother's passing, um, I represented a lot of African-American artists from the area of Philadelphia, Washington, New York, you know, even Atlanta. And um, they would come to Wilmington, Delaware, or Delaware per se. And I gave various art exhibits, you know, all over the state. They were very successful. And I just began to love African-American art. It spoke to me. And um, pretty soon, um, my boyfriend, who later became my husband, we opened an art gallery. It was the most thrilling, I mean, delightful place in the world for me. And um, so while that was successful, this was prior to my mother's death. I had no talent at all. I could not even a paintbrush. What is a paintbrush? You know, <laughs> I knew nothing about it. So when my mother passed, I was still an art dealer, by the way. And um, when my mother passed, I was devastated. So one day I um, was out walking around the mall, just looking for something to do. And I passed uh, this art supply store. I said, you know what? Let me try this. So I bought a pack of brushes and paint canvas. I went home and my husband said, what are you doing? You know, I said, I'm going to paint. He said, you're going to do what? You're an art dealer. You're not a painter. <laughs> I said, I'm going to try it. And so I sat on the, can I sat on the stool uh, in my um, family room and I put this canvas up. The next thing you know, I was painting and as I was painting, um, I began to feel a little sense of peace. You know, I was about to embark on something. I didn't know what, but before I, I realized that I painted an image of a little girl and, um, she had teardrops coming out of her eyes and in the back of this little girl was an image that I painted of a beautiful woman. That was the image of my mother. And those the first piece I ever painted mm. and it was called um, I'm trying to do this without crying it was called Missing Mama that was how I felt you know and even though um, quite a few people offered to purchase that piece I would not sell it you know mm. and you know this little black girl had two great big long ponytails and a nice collar on her little dress you know, my mother used to 
love buying my sisters and I beautiful dresses, the big white collar. And she was in the background looking down upon me. And so it began. And um, after that, um, I would go to a lot of art shows and I met my mentor, uh, Samuel Bird, who is an artist from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, he got me started. He explained to me the ins and outs of the art world, you know, the different mediums, you know, and the different forms of the visual arts. And after that, I um, started giving art exhibits, you know, whereas artists would, and I was so excited because these artists, they're, they're entrusting me, you know, with the art. I mean, these are artists that you have seen in New York, Philadelphia, various exhibits I've seen in books and magazines. They came to Delaware and um, I introduced them to the patrons, art patrons of Delaware. It was so successful. I mean, it was during the evolution of African-American art, per se. It's at a time when folks used to get dressed up, you know, come to these art exhibits and sip champagne and look at all the artworks. And they were buying art all over the place. These artists were thrilled and I was happy, you know. So I became uh, known for giving various art exhibits. And then... Uh, my husband, uh, I introduced him to the arts and that's when we got the art gallery together, you know, and, but we both, we, it was quite successful, but we both were working in corporate environments, you know, and so we closed it after a while and I started giving just private art exhibits in various homes and such. We just, we did this for many years. And um, recently, my husband passed away six months ago. And uh, if I thought my mother's death upset me, this was totally unimaginable. Um, thank goodness for friends and family. Um, I'm still mourning. I'm still grieving. And... Everything in my house reminds me of him. Everything I do everywhere I go. And I didn't pick up a paintbrush. I couldn't. Um, and when you met me several months ago, I had just started back to creating life on canvas. And recently I have really gotten into it. I'm still grieving, I'm still in pain. But it's something about putting paint and canvas and brushes in front of you. It takes you to a whole new world. You can create whatever you want to. And if you don't like that world, you can erase it, paint over it, you know, paint a new vision, but it takes you away. It takes you away. And I felt my depression uh, easing up. I still cry. I still feel pain. But it's okay. It's okay. And I'm okay. And so uh, as we speak today, I'm working on a couple of pieces at my home. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I plan to have a solo exhibit sometimes in the near future. And so now, uh, today, I find myself 
after 31 years of being with my husband, my life has changed. There's a new norm for me, a new life. I'm on a solo journey. So there we have it. That's my life. Oh, thank you for sharing the richness of all of that. So I'd say, let's take a moment. Let's make a moment for ourselves and, mm-hmm. and, and, and let that sink in for ourselves and for our audience. So I just invite you, please, a hand on your heart, maybe the other hand on the belly. Go ahead and close the eyes and let's savor this as we take in the vibration of Faye's story. Mm, Taking a nice, deep, rich breath in and letting that out. Taking another deep, rich breath in. Ah, letting that out. And again, another breath in. Ah, and letting that out. Mm, And when you're ready, just opening your eyes and connecting and so and making that moment what comes up how are you feeling right now Faye I feel calm I feel at peace Mm. I feel at peace and um, my breathing feels so nice Actually, Dr. Carroll, I feel as though there's been some weight lifted Hmm. off my heart and my chest because this is the first time I've spoken to anyone in depth about my journey, my artistic journey and my journey with grief of losing loved ones. Hmm. It feels good. I didn't really know how this would be. I experienced a little anxiety, Hmm. you know, like who wants to listen to my story? But then along this journey, I found so many people who could relate to what I was experiencing. And uh, I've seen other people shed tears over their loss, which was similar to my loss. It felt so good. And I've received and given many hugs and embraces because Mm. of this. Well, how would you recommend if, if someone wanted to bring uh, self-expression and creativity into their lives and they wanted to bring it in through the visual arts. How would you recommend that they start? 
how they start to integrate it into their lives or make it a part of their lives? I think they should be able to take a chance. I mean, there are times when you feel as though I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, that's impossible. Just try, you know, determine what it is that you want to create. You know, what is your artistic vision? Is there something that you never thought that you could do, but you've seen many um, pictures of paintings. You've gone to many art exhibits. You've read many art books. Just do it. You know, even if it's, you know, nothing but a blob of paint on canvas. Even if you have to sit there and paint it over and over again. And I'll tell you why this is so much truth in this. Because when I first started painting, if you look at my artwork from 2005 to 2022, you'll see a drastic change. You know, whereas before it was edgy, like, okay, this is a little rustic, so to speak. Uh, It's emerging, but it's not where I want it to be. So you try and try, you know, it's easy to do. I can just say, don't let fear sit in your way. Even if people think you can't do it, do it. You know, try. And the best feeling in the world is when you try something that you didn't think you could do. Even if others try to discourage you, but, oh, you know, you're not a painter. You're not, you can't do this. This is so hard, blah, 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 blah. Um, But then you do it. And the best compliment ever is when people tell you how beautiful your work is and want to hang it in their homes. And then they tell other people, then they share my story, how this woman, she may have been an art dealer, but she wasn't an artist, you know? And now I get excited just thinking about it. And I also get excited about my next piece. You know, you start out doing this and all of a sudden it becomes something else and you can do whatever you want to do. Okay, and that's where my world is right now. I can create my world. Okay, Mm. I can channel my grief, but I can make the world to be what I want it to be. And I know my husband is with me in my heart, and he's so happy for me. He got the chance to see the fruits of my labor and share it with me. Mm. So I would say to anybody just do it, do it. And you will be able to breathe a sigh of happiness, you know. And there's something when you're laying in the bed and you sleep, you get up at four o'clock in the morning because an idea came into your head, you know, and you got to go down to the studio. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started getting commissioned by people to paint, do paintings. They would tell me what moved them, what they loved, whether it was a little boy on a beach or whether it was Mm -hmm. I'm standing by the ocean and I'm a little sad, but I see it. I did those things. And to see them have teardrops come out of their eyes because of something that I created, 
it doesn't get any better than that because you've affected someone else's life in a positive way, you know? And um, I can't speak enough on it, you know, doctor. I just can't, you know. I have given quite a bit of advice on channeling grief or uh, pursuing your art, whether it's visual, you know, whether it's sculpture, whether it's poetry, whether it's dance, the theater, whatever makes you happy. Wow. Well, you've been able to channel your grief, but you've also been able to bring it up to the professional level. Mm -hmm. So from perhaps... um, Which I didn't expect to do. You know, this wasn't in my plan. I just wanted to paint something to, to take away the pain. I did not know it would turn into, well, 17 years of painting. When I go into some of my friends' home or my neighbors and they've commissioned me to do work, it was a challenge, a little scary. I think it's supposed mm-hmm. to don't like it, but to see it hanging in their homes, that's all the thanks I need. And just gave me courage to keep going, you know. So there you have it. I'm not done yet. I mean, I still have a long way to go as long as I live. I'm, I'm not done yet by any means, you know. It's going to get better. You know, I'm going to get more creative, you know, uh, with my life taking a change in the last six months. It's going to get better. You know, it will. And how do you think this is going to change and show up in your artwork? Are your canvases going to get bigger or smaller? Can you forecast a little bit for us? Well, it's going to get bigger and because I do expressionistic art, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is more or less uh, an example of realism. And I also do abstract. It's whatever I can feel in my heart. I can't just, okay, I'm going to do a painting today. I can't do that. I might not pick up a paintbrush for a month, you know, mm-hmm. or longer, but I have to feel it in my heart. I paint what I feel, you know, and uh, it could be a painting depicting happiness. It could be a painting depicting pain, you know, mm-hmm. laughter, you know, family, which is a lot to me, you know, um, Something that may have happened that uh, devastated my life, in a sense. I'll give you an example. The time that uh, I came home from work one day, my husband said, guess who passed away today? It was years ago. I said, who? He said, Michael Jackson. I Mm. said, what? What? I went down to my studio I was in tears. I got this huge canvas. It took me 
a couple of months, but I painted him. Hmm. I painted him just as I saw him. And um, right now that painting is hanging on a wall down in Tampa, Florida, you know, by someone who purchased it from me. Hmm. And I know that's one thing that I do. I get attached to my art. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to let go of something because I hold on to it because it reminded me of a certain time and place, you know, that this occurred. But if you love something that much and someone else loves it, you have to share your art. Mm. It makes a difference. You know, uh, I remember doing a painting of George Floyd. Mm. After that, it was, and I have it at home, such a great image of him, even though it evokes sadness. But that's how I expressed my pain at seeing what he had to go through. You know, so a few of my friends now are encouraging me to give a solo exhibit, which I will. Um, but I have to give myself a little time because I am still grieving. And uh, I want to be sure I'm ready for that, you know. But meanwhile, I spend some time uh, in solitude in my studio, in my home, and just create, you know, that's what I do. So um, I'm on the solo journey. This is a new norm for me, a new life. Mm -hmm. But... Um, as I said before, I'm going to be okay. And if I can put smiles on other people's faces by sharing my art or helping them get to where they want to be, if they want to pursue it, I'm going to do that. You know, it brings joy to me. It makes me happy. So. No. <laughs> so if, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could that happen? Well, uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm not very active on Facebook because I'm not a big social media person. I kind of shy away from that. But I am on there. And so is my email address. And a lot of times people have contacted me through friends, you know, family members, um, but basically it's through email and then we will establish a relationship, whereas we exchange phone numbers and, you know, that type of thing. And we connect that way. So that's fdsutton56 at gmail.com. Yes, that's it, doctor. Okay, yes, fdsutton56 at gmail.com. F-D-S-U-T-T-A-N 56 at gmail.com. Again, I'll spell that out. F-D-S-U-T-T-O-N 56 at gmail.com. Yes, that's it. Yes, yeah, so it's important that if you, if you have questions, you want to find out what's going up in the world of Faye Sutton that, you know, I love it that when we're able to connect um, guests 
and yes. our audience together. So thank you so much for for sharing that that information. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know, what do you see as um ways some of our uh young folk, our next generation, our youth generation can mm-hmm. step into the world of the visual arts at uh you know young ages. Mm-hmm. I think folks at young ages um they need mentors and they need to be exposed to the world of art, you know. Um and whether that's you know going to art school, visiting numerous museums and galleries, uh connected with various artists who a lot of the artists are eager to teach young folks, you know. Um, And I don't think, I've talked to a lot of young people. And an example, I've had young people, some of my friends come over to my home uh, and, or my husband's grandkids or my nieces or nephews. They see my studio, they see all these paintings all over the place. And, you know, it's Aunt Faye, can we try this? What is this? And the next thing you know, I give them canvas, you know, paper, pencil, and that they're creating. And they're so proud of their work. Look at this. Look at this. And uh, and now when they come over to my house, and, and keep in mind, this is when they were younger. They're getting older. Well, can we go to your studio? Can we paint? You know, and they take these little paintings and they take them home with them. And I've visited some of my relatives and these paintings are hanging on their walls, you know, and they don't they look, 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 gosh, you know how good that feels. And, and, and we're talking about starting from like four years old. Now they're eight and you know, now they're nine. And we can do this. We can do that. You know, it maybe it's not just painting. Maybe it's something else that they create, you know, um, they can write, you know, they can do poetry, you know. It's just amazing what can do if they have the opportunities to do it. And I think starting at home, you know, having family and friends encourage you to bring out the artistic side of you, you know, yeah. is very helpful. Encourage them, even if you know, what you're seeing is a bunch of dots or scribbles or something. Those dots and scribbles can become a masterpiece one day, you know. And I was just reading this article uh, the other day about this little boy. He's eight years old. He has started painting and creating work. And I see that his work is selling for five figures, you know amazing five figures, you know, this little boy. And I'm looking at his work. I said, whoa, oh my God. And he's just laying back and just as happy as he want to be, not realizing how much impact his work is having on the art world. You know, it's hanging in art galleries. (laughs) So, but uh, it's amazing. I would encourage anybody, you know, there's so much opportunity out there. So much to see in the art world. And um, I think that if they're given the opportunity, a lot of young people will take advantage of that. But mentoring with uh, someone 
who is in the arts is the first step. And getting exposed to going to museums and art galleries and having people talk to you about those pieces of art. You know, for example, you know, I say, well, what do you see in this? What, what do you see? And all of a sudden, and I'm, I'm surprised by something a couple of people have told me, this is what I see, you know? And something that I didn't think about before, I said, you know what? Yeah, I can see how you can see that in this painting, you know? It's it's just amazing. So I would encourage anybody to get mentoring, you know, um, take art classes, you know, further your education by going to a college and majoring the arts, you know, learn as much as you can. And there is a lot of history, particularly in African-American art, that people are so unaware of, mm-hmm. you know. Is there anything in particular in that history that you would like to make us all aware of that we might not know? There are, I would start by saying that if people can go to a library or a museum or a bookstore and read upon all the sacrifices that black artists have made throughout their life. There's Henry Tanner, you know, uh, there's Archibald Motley, you know, there's so many artists from, you know, hundreds of years ago that made such an impact, you know, they saw it, you know, they, you know, they had visions and some of those paintings today are hanging in museums, but it's all about knowing your history you know, your African-American art history. And it's just going to the source of information. I mean, there's so much information online now, you know, that you can look up all these Palmer Hayden. I mean, uh, some of these artists were painting, you know, they were blind, you know, they only had, you know, one arm, one hand. And the work that they did were masterpieces, you know. And uh, not just African-American artists, but, you know, just artists, period, you know. Van Gogh, Rembrandt, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, you know. I had the chance to visit the um, gallery in Paris. My husband and I went there one time. You know, I'm having a memory lapse at this moment. Uh, But anyway, I saw the works of Leonardo da Vinci, you know, and Rembrandt. And it was amazing to get that close to the Mona Lisa and like, well, what was he thinking? Mm -hmm. Wow, what was he thinking, you know, when he did this, you know, or or pieces by Van Gogh and knew that he suffered from depression. And I read, I read that uh, even though he um, had a mental illness, He used art as a form, you know, a form to help with that depression. Yes. You know, I mean, this is how they communicated with the world. They may have been different in terms of their communication and maybe things that people didn't understand. But I read, you know, uh, some information on Van Gogh to be so misunderstood, but to take a paintbrush and paint on canvas, what he was feeling, you know? And so many other artists did the same thing. 
they were geniuses, you know, and who knows what prompted them to be who they were, you know, even uh, I got the chance to uh, see some African artifacts. Oh my God, you know, just to be close to them, to touch this, this is what people did, you know, the creative, you know, uh, personalities that they had that they didn't know they had. And to share that with the world, believe me, it's, it's indescribable. Yeah. And I'm not done. I'm still discovering. I'm still learning. I'm still reading. You know, I'm still getting fascinated, you know, by things that I read about various artists. And, you know, I think that's a, a big part of it to remain curious, remain fascinated by what there is out there to learn, to remain for, forever, like surprise and delight yeah. to stay open to that as a way of just uh, furthering our, our self-expression and furthering our creativity. Yeah. There's so much meaning when you, a lot of times when you see a painting uh, or a piece of art per se, I'm sure you've asked yourself, what was this artist trying to say? Or what is this? You know, what was going through their mind? And then you meet them, you talk to them and you find out what it is. You say, oh, I understand. You know, and a lot of times, I think a lot of us as human beings, when we go through stuff, you want a way to express yourself, you know, whether it's through dance, you mm -hmm. know, if that makes you feel good, you know, music, um, you know, poetry, you know, rap, anything that you can, I guess, bring on the outside, you know. I still get thrilled when I go to an art gallery. I still get thrilled when I go to a, a museum. I, it's like my heart starts beating real fast and, oh my God, oh my God. And I start getting like, you know, goosebumps, you know. And the first thing I want to know, are you the artist? You know, <laughs> what's your medium? <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just so much to learn. And I have a lot of envy. I envy people who can create masterpieces, you know? It's like, I wanna be like you, you know? What can you teach me? <laughs> I wanna learn, share, you know? Which I could do to someone else if they want my help, you know? Yes, you know, each one, teach one, and we each get to be inspired. Yes. In our own way as, as well, and to, invite that, invite that transformative moment, that transformative mm -hmm. time of, mm -hmm. of of being able to be inspired. Oh, yeah. You have to be open to it as well. Yes. And even though you might say, I can't do this, this is ugly. No, it's art. This is what you mm -hmm. were feeling at the moment, you know? And by the way, it was a Louvre gallery. I had a temporary memory box there, but that's how it was. <laughs> and when we went to Paris that time, it was a Louvre gallery. Um, but just to be there and see so much art, you know, <sighs> Dr. Carroll, it was amazing, you know? Actually, I'm getting a little thrilled right now just talking about it. You know? 
you know, it's like, okay, when I hang up here, I'm going to go and pick up my pencils and start sketching something. <laughs> Absolutely. So allowing this moment to be a transformative, inspirational moment for you mm -hmm. and creating your what's next. So are you telling us that, you know, inspiration can come to you from almost any direction? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that, how the inspiration comes to you. Well, uh, inspiration can come from when you're really feeling happy mm -hmm. or in my case, very sad. You know, it's like, painting your pain on canvas. Mm -hmm. Nobody can tell you, you know, how to express your grief, how to uh, channel your, your, your pain, your mourning. If you're sitting there and I'm not ashamed to say I have like been sitting in front of a canvas with tears streaming down my face, mm -hmm. you know, holding on to this canvas like it was a human being because of the pain and to feel that pain, whether it's a, a, a painting of somebody holding their head down or uh, a teardrops or sadness or clenching their chest, whatever. That's my inspiration. If I'm happy, if there's a newborn baby or, you know, um, you see romance in the air, you know, this one particular piece that um, you showed a while ago with the two figures coming towards each other, you know, like um, it's called Loveland because I'm a romantic by heart. Romance inspires me, you know, I like happy. So mm -hmm. I'm inspired by that. If I see a couple walking down the street, one of the paintings I had, uh, that you showed a while ago reflected that this man and woman walking together. It says, walk with me, you know, um, the lady standing uh, on the beach, looking out in the water. She's sad. She's very sad. I have to tell you a piece about that. Um, one of my colleagues that I worked with years ago, uh, she was an attorney and she was having a really, really rough day. And, um, I went to her office. I said, what's wrong? She said, this is just too much. I can't take this. And she burst out crying. And she was, um, someone that you wouldn't think cried. You know, she had this tough exterior around all her peers and, you know, her subordinates, but I saw that mm -hmm. side of her. And I remember her having like, uh, long red hair and she went back in this ponytail, you know, and I went home and I envisioned this lady on the beach. It hurt me so bad to see her because she was such a nice lady. I painted this painting for her and uh, I gave it to her as a gift. I sat up all night. When I went to bed, it was six o'clock in the morning. You know, I had to get up at eight <laughs> to go to work, but I, I wrapped it and I gave it to her. She had no idea. And when she went to her office, she saw this package on her desk and she opened it and she just burst out crying. Mm. She was so happy. She said, this is me. This is me. This is what I was feeling. This lady had on a white, which is in one of the paintings I showed you. She had a white dress on. She was barefoot on the beach, just looking out mm. into the ocean. 
she said she felt so much peace so much peace coming from that so i guess what i'm saying is i get uh, inspired by other people it's whatever they're going through happiness sadness pain or whatever so it made her happy, but it made my day because I was able to do something positive for her to put a smile on her face after she was crying the entire day before that no one knew, you know, and she was a senior VP, you know, and um, it felt so good. It felt so good, you know, and we still communicate today. She lives in New York and uh and once in a while, she said, when she feels like she's having a bad day, she look at the painting and it takes her there. It takes her there, you know, you know, on that beach in front of all that blue water, you know. So that's just one of the, I think, impacts that art has on people that have been, you know, others. But that one, you know, comes to mind, you know, um, I made her day. You know, yeah. I, I made her day, and uh, people walk by her office and see that painting. Oh, Faye did this; they couldn't believe it. You know, there was this other um, person. She had three little kids. I want something for my kids, but I don't know what to do. So I did a painting of her three little kids. You know, standing watching a big hot air balloon. <laughs> you know, pointing up at it. You know, again. I said, gosh, she commissioned me to do this. Suppose she don't like it. The next day, doctor, I showed it to her. Guess what she did? She started crying <laughs> because she was so happy. I said to myself, I went home. I said to Ed, he said, so what are you doing? Bringing people to tears? I said, the tears of joy, the tears of happiness, you know? And um, it just encouraged me to keep doing what I'm doing. You know. Yes, very important work, very important pathway. So hold that thought. We are going to step away and have a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll have some wrap-up thoughts about the journey of the show and okay. the journey of Faye Sutton as a visual artist and a visual storyteller. All right. Thank you. Weightless with Dr. Carol Penn is brought to you by Penn Global Visions, Penn Global Medical Group, and the Tocito Connection. We'd like to thank you for supporting this program and joining us this afternoon. We invite you to listen to podcasts of all of our shows at Anchor.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts or videos on YouTube. So now let's return to Dr. Carol and her super friend guest. Thank you again for joining us this afternoon. Ah, again, and thank you for that word from our sponsors. Ah, all right. So, you know, as we're you're coming down the home stretch here in terms of the information that we wanted to share about self-expression and creativity as medicine, you know, really understand uh, 
that this can be uh, a very intrinsic part of healing mm -hmm. and that creativity is not only a intrinsic part of healing, but it's, it's just the, the physiology of creativity is just good for us to help us optimize everyday health and wellness and in engagement. So what would you like to leave our participants with today in terms of, you know, understanding the steps that they need to take to live a self-expressed life, to leave a lead a creative life? The first thing I would say to anyone, just do it. You know, don't be afraid. Challenge yourself, you know. Um, just know that we're all capable of creating, you know. We all have uh, the artistic ability to do whatever we want to do. But the first thing you have to do is just start doing it. Make it an effort, you know. Don't be afraid. And if you, uh, and just know that there are resources, you know. Don't be afraid to ask someone mm -hmm. who can help guide you. That's the biggest thing. Ask someone if you need help with anything, you know. Go to the source. Go to people who have been there, you know. Go to people who, who didn't think that they had the ability to do something, but all of a sudden they did it. They reached for it, you know, in spite of the odds, you know. Mm -hmm. And my favorite two words, just do it. Just do it. Well, I love just hearing those words that we just have to step into doing it. We just have to jump in. We have to allow it to come out, yeah. allow it to flow. So again, you know, thank you so much for being a guest on Weightless with Dr. Carol Excellent. and bringing us into the world of, of Faye. So I just, um, I, I just want to show that little film clip one more time so so people can re reflect upon mm -hmm. what you've been creating so here it goes Wow. And if you look at some of those paintings, you can see what I was talking about in some of the paintings. You know, it just came from my heart, whether it's about mm -hmm. motherhood, you know, mm -hmm. sisterhood, family, you know, and love. And, you know, um, now that I've spoken with you today and was a guest on your show, I'm even encouraged more now. You know, I'm looking forward to creating more pieces. And, you know, my friends were trying to get me to have the solo exhibit. You know what? I'm going to do it. Yes. Look for an invitation. <laughs> we are going to be right there. We're going to certainly look for that invitation. So, listen, we're going to get ready to 
sign off. We'll see you back in the green room. Thank you so much for being a guest on today's show, Weightless with Dr. Carol. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Weightless, weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing. Weightless.